Welcome to the Harrington Star FinTech Diversity, Equity and Inclusion Discussions. I want to showcase people across our industry who are advocates for change. I love to celebrate the wins, but we know there is so much more to be done to ensure that change actually happens to build a truly inclusive industry. In these diversity, equity and inclusion discussions, I have a number of series. The Humans of FinTech, The Talent Surgery, The Maternity and Paternity Stories, and the longest running of all, the Women of FinTech podcast series. I do lots of work to drive change campaigns across our industry to increase inclusion within the workplace. So please contact me to see how we can partner together. You can contact me through LinkedIn or on my email, nadia.edwards-dashti at harringtonstar.com. In the meantime, enjoy the show. Welcome to the FinTech Focus podcast. We love to celebrate the FinTech businesses that have the big ideas and those that are making waves in their fields. Today, I am joined by Michael Duggan, the Chief Technology Officer of Marex. Now, Marex is a world-class commodity broker covering metals, energy, and agricultural products. Michael has spent the last 13 years building leading edge technology in the listed OTC derivative space. He now leads a global technology team of 100 plus that spans development, support and IT. Right now is an incredibly exciting time of the growth of Marix and Michael is here today to tell us more. So Michael, welcome. It's a pleasure to have you here with us. Hello, welcome, thank you. Yeah, thank you. So why don't you start off by telling us a bit more about your business and the sector of the industry that you are in? Yeah, of course. So Marix Spectron, now known as Marix, is essentially a, a liquidity hub for primarily commodities. And clients come to us, mainly institutional clients, but they come to us to access our sort of expertise and also our access to the markets in commodities. And they can be traded in different ways. We, we offer them sort of on exchange, which is where you'll find you know, typical agricultural products, such as on the CME. But we also trade over the counter so people can come to us and we can create bespoke products for them. And they come to us for, for different means, but mainly sort of commercial hedging so that they're sort of covering some risks that they may have in the markets. That's so good to hear straight from the horse's mouth, because whatever introduction that I do, it can never do it justice. Now, the next bit that I wanted to talk about is your recent growth and your future growth plans. I know that there's loads that you've got to tell us about this and it'd be great for us just to hear some of the reasons for it and what it's going to look like. Yeah, so I've been with Marix now for six, seven years. And when I joined, I think we were about 300 people. I think most recently we're over a thousand. So I think in many different measures, we've sort of tripled the size of the organization recently. And how have we done that? We've kind of grown in different regions, but we've also grown in the sort of products and the, and the technology that we offer. And a big part of our sort of growth strategy is around taking what was a commodities broking business and turning it more into a, a tech enabled liquidity provider to markets and, and technology being, I think, the key there to unlocking a lot of the growth and the ability for us to scale what we're doing in different sort of segments. I think that takes us really nicely on to the next question, because 
you've told me a lot about the tech. I know you're incredibly passionate about it. You love using new tech to build great solutions that have a lasting impact. I just know that the audience will want to hear all about that. So it'd be great to hear more. So yeah, I have an engineering background and worked in different industries, uh, arriving in finance in, in about 2007. And in my early days, you know, we would build a lot of technology, which would do things such as, you know, create marketplaces for trading exchanges, sending out market data, allowing clients to interact with us. And we built a whole lot of different services in that space from, you know, the ability to internalize liquidity through to, you know, full matching engines often on and on exchange. But more recently, we've actually um, sort of moved up the stack a little bit and started building more client-focused tools, be that mobile apps or, or web apps, and essentially providing a, a one-stop shop for our clients. And the sort of technologies we're using for that obviously more cloud-based microservice, but also a lot of React and a lot more sort of scalable um, systems. And then we obviously back that with quite an extensive data offering. We have our own sort of big data plant and we have and also a more relational version of that that we use for business intelligence. And these data plants essentially are what underpin a lot of the intelligence and a lot of the insights that we can give our clients on the markets. Another thing that we've really jumped in on is the whole low-code, no-code technology. So we're a big buyer of the Power Platform, but we also have partnered with Genesis to essentially provide middleware for some of our trading systems in equities and derivatives. But we find these sort of low-code solutions a great way of sort of optimizing business processes and also exposing our data to the business so that we can be more uh, sort of a self-serve organization and and data-driven it sounds like there's loads that's going on and I know that you're embarking on so many new things as well like tell us about your office the website and there's just so much new ways of working that's happening as well it's really exciting to hear yeah we um we need to invest a lot more in our workspaces we've built a, a tech hub which I'm sitting in now which is you know full of plants and sort of agile workspaces and it's a great you know post covid sort of collaboration space we do have very flexible working but we still see the value in having people able to sort of get around a table and and discuss ideas and sort of brainstorm things the whole organization post covid has has or during covid I should say has had to shift from being, you know, very office centric to being able to, you know, whether it's broking, trading or, or just, you know, back office sort of operations need to be able to be done from home. And we've provided a lot of technology which allows that sort of remote working capability and also it enhances our sort of resilience to any other operational issues we will have in the future. On the technology side, people will notice that we've completely refreshed our sort of digital shop front. So whether it's our marix.com websites or those of our sort of acquisitions and affiliates, we are essentially refreshing all that and, and tying it in very much with our Neon platform, which is our client portal and is the one place that our clients sort of come to obviously look at their portfolio, but also get the latest on, on market insights and intelligence, but also transact with us um, or the markets. So with all of this new and this change and this agility and taking on so many different things, 
what would you say have been the biggest challenges that you've had to overcome as a business? And this is so relevant right now. You said it yourself, post-pandemic, kind of still in pandemic. There's so much to consider. Yeah, I mean, I wasn't six months into this role as CTO before um, we sort of had to respond to COVID, uh, which was interesting. And I think all organisations have learned a lot through that process. And we certainly weren't set up uh, well enough for it when it hit, but we were able to respond fairly quickly. And, and now we're kind of in a position where we've managed to grow the organisation through COVID, both you know, on the revenue side, but also on the people side. And, and having a more flexible working life and, and office has allowed us to grow beyond sort of you know, the room that we have here, for example. And on the biggest challenges, I think, that I face is we are going through a transformation process where we used to be you know, a traditional voice-broking sort of led business that had some electronic aspects to it. And now we are moving into a world where we are a tech company that provides best-in-class sort of client tools, but also um, infrastructure for trading and, and market data and research. And a part of that is you can access our markets via voice if you want to, but we want to be sort of leading the way with electronic markets. Now, the biggest challenge there is how do you transform people's thinking and, and the people that we work with and the experts in the market to adopt and to buy into this sort of model? You know, it's a very slow process, but, you know, I think the way that people have adapted to COVID is also, I think, is going to lead the way with how they, they see technology and that they realise that there are other ways to go about their work that sort of can scale and, and help them and make their lives easier and, and more efficient. And obviously the client experience is, you know, clients have different expectations on on our type of organisation now, whereby, you know, they don't necessarily want to speak to somebody. They, they want to be able to do things electronically and they want all the information at their fingertips at the time that suits them. So that transformation is probably the biggest challenge that I, that I, I continue to face. It's so interesting because as you describe your challenges, you actually also describe your opportunities, which is so, so positive to hear. And no wonder that there has been so much new positive change across the business. And it's been brilliant to hear all of it. My last question is about forward thinking. What's next? What's, what's going to happen over the rest of the year that you can share with us and beyond? Yeah, I mean, we have a really ambitious strategy, sort of company-wide, but in technology in particular. And a lot of that centers around our growth targets. So as a business, you know, we will continue to access new markets and grow through acquisition. But on a technology front, you know, we've got a huge push this year to essentially get half of our clients using Neon as their sort of electronic interface to the firm. I've mentioned Neon previously, but we're constantly adding new features and functionality to that platform. And we're hoping to get to sort of, you know, eight to 10,000 users this year. Uh, which is quite ambitious. And, you know, one of the ways we do that is with our content. And so, you know, we're always working with our research desks and with our sort of trading sort of people and salespeople to, to curate and, and have the best possible experience for the, the end client so that they want to come back and engage with us. And just constantly sort of shift that more towards providing liquidity and, um, and the different ways that people want to sort of interact with that as opposed to, you know, traditional sort of voice broking. And honestly, it all just sounds so exciting. And I've, I've just got to remind the audience as they listen to you with all these plans, with everything that you've achieved in the last year and a half, 
we're going through a pandemic. It's really unique that a business has grown as much as you have in so many different ways. And it's so brilliant to hear. And I feel really privileged to be able to celebrate that story and take that out to the wider marketplace. Because right now you've done so much, but you've also got so much more that you want to do. And, and again, I'll draw back to that question where I asked you to speak about challenges. And really they sounded like your opportunities, which I'm a massive, massive fan of. So thank you so much for joining us today and telling us about Marex, what it's really like behind the scenes and all the exciting things that you're doing. And looking forward to catching up with you again on the FinTech Focus podcast. Thank you very much. Thanks, Natalie. <laughs>